Meeting the right person today can be hard, especially when every person you encounter is a liberal scumbag. So we've found a solution. Try Hevel Hookups, the hot new social slash dating app that lets you meet only people who you think, act, and look exactly like. No more going to the local white supremacist rally to find that special someone. You can partake in all the bigotry and misogyny you want, right from your couch. Don't just take my word for it. Ask our founder. Hello, my name is David Simons, founder of Hevel Hookups. And on my pursuit to find the woman I want to make subservient to me for the rest of my life, I've found that with all of this nonsense about female equality and women's rights was getting in the way of God's design. A man in charge of his life and his wife. Through our state-of-the-art website, you can get rid of all the progressive nonsense and get back to putting the fun in fundamental. Hevel Hookups is your key to happiness amongst soy boys and feminists. Remember, if she's alt-right, then it's alright. Hevel Hookup is a registered trademark of Hevel Incorporated. This is purely a fictional app. We at Hevel respect women in the integrity of scripture. Wow, you know what? I uh, I wrote that that bit as a joke, but honestly, you'll probably market that to the right the right audience. <laughs> Get them to to turn to the I was gonna say the right way, but <laughs> they're already there. <laughs> <laughs> turn to the light, the light side. Every every episode I do that. Um, well, that was especially loud. Yeah, it's like. Have a hookups. We we could have put in a tagline like Tinder for theological students. <laughs> Theo Bros. Theo Bros. Ugh. What a cringe term. You can't use Tinder. That's too uh Yeah, it's too worldly, too secular. <laughs> you gotta use something like Is there another Christian dating app besides Christian Mingle and Yeah, there is, but I can't think it's like pure pure life singles oh, or no. <laughs> I'm surprised there's not one that's like pure. Oh, there is one that I don't know if it's a thing anymore, but I I used to see one that was called Cross Paths. Cross Paths. <laughs> oh no. Oh man, Cross Paths. Cross. Looking back at me. Yes. <laughs> that's Crossfade. My bad. Crossway. Crossway. The name of like at least one church in every city of the world. Oh, crossway. Yeah. There's like there's a like Crossway or Cross Timbers or Cross something. One cross Christian church fellowship of Unitarian. Whoa, whatever Unitarian. I don't, that's uh, I don't know what Unitarian is. Yeah, you don't because that's a whole nother religion. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they so will, was, they welcome anything and everything. <laughs> okay, so that's that's our soy boy feminist. Yes, people. that's that's the liberal scumbags, they all turn to Unitarians. The SBC now is becoming unitary. You permitted one thing I don't like, then you'll let anything in. And it's like, no, you know, I, if I open my door to let a stray cat in, it doesn't mean that I'm going to let a bear in. You know, that's it's not typically how that works. Brandon Durham. Whoa. <laughs> Calling him out by name. Shots fired. Shots. Yeah, Davis harnessed his, his voice by rewatching the trailer and... Some other clips that it's still oh, just boy. as much cringy. It's bad. So we're we're back again. We're we're on the rebound from. I'll say it. A subpar episode. I did not. I did not feel confident yeah, last week. But this week we're back. Wasn't on our have, A game. We, I was. Uh, yeah. Not. I guess in the mood. Yeah, I get that. You know. Shout out to anyone who has sent some kind words and thoughts and prayers. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Can't make that sound. Uh, but yeah, about my uh, grandpa passing. Thank you, appreciate it. Yes, love y'all. We're all part of the Hevel family. So uh, just got serious. Yeah, we gotta we gotta get out of the seriousness real quick. Uh, it's not gonna be hard with our first first thing we're talking about this week, and that is the VH1 dating shows, <gasps> specifically Rock of Love with Brett Michaels and Flavor of Love, ooh, with Flava Flav. Ooh, this was a. Um, let me see. 
what year that was. That was... It's like 2007 or something, right? Yeah, 2007 to 2009 was Rock of Love. So, a dark, dark time in our history. Yes, very dark. So, Rock of Love was, uh, according to the Wikipedia page, which is the only thing I'm going to reference to this, because uh, I never really watched the shows. I just saw the commercials and the like the hype around it. And so it says, um, Rock of Love with Brett Michaels is an American reality television dating game show. That's a lot of, that's a lot of descriptors. <laughs> reality television <laughs> dating game show. It stars Brett Michaels, the lead singer of the band Poison. Um, the show closely resembles the show Flavor of Love. The first season featured 25 women competing to be Brett Michaels' girlfriend. Uh, first <laughs> off, Brett Michaels, ew. Yeah, scumbag. Brett, Brett Michaels, like the walking bandana. First off, that's <laughs> yeah, that's his whole bandana. thing. Is he wears a bandana and the soul patch and the soul patch, and he still and wears hooping earrings. He still wears eyeliner, like unironically. Yep. Yeah, and um, a cowboy hat and a cowboy hat. <sighs> yeah, the, not, not not an actual. Cowboy yes, hat. it's the like very curled up beach Toby Keith cowboy hat. Yeah. Um I know more about Rock of Love than Flavor of Love, uh-huh. only because I was listening to a podcast uh, a couple of months back, I'm trying to think of the name of it. It's with Finn McKinty, Punk Punk Rock NBA Podcast. <laughs> oh, man. I'm <laughs> uh, choking to death on camera, <coughs> on mic. Go ahead, Phil McKinty. All right, we're moving. You're not cutting that. Okay. Nope. <laughs> I'm going to die. <clears throat> Keep going. Uh, water will kill you. Yes. H2O, no. Yeah, and, and your car. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on. <laughs> rip rip <laughs> to Davis's car. <laughs> um, yeah, so I was listening to the podcast, uh-huh. and he was talking about, he had a guest, a comedian dude. Uh, you might know him as the neck tattoo comedian. If you don't, that's fine, too. <laughs> yeah. But. <laughs> I don't. You don't? Okay. He was on, like, this clean comedy, like, YouTube series. Oh, okay. But he has like tons of tattoos. Yeah. Anyways, uh, he's interviewing him, and apparently this guy, Shane, I think is the com- comedian's name, has like a Twitch account where basically he like streams and watches every single episode of Rock of Love. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> and like <laughs> commentates over it. Uh, so he was talking about how he knew, or he was in the business of like reality show producing at one point. Uh huh. And so he revealed that Rock of Love is basically, it's it's real. Okay. Like, I was always on the impression scary. that reality it's shows like are, like, scripted. But uh-huh. none of the, like, stuff is scripted. The producers, like, have an idea where they want to take the show, but they don't, like, tell. Yeah. Like, all the, like, dialogue, like, all that is real. Yeah. And that is scared. Yeah, well, if you look at some of the women they get for these shows, and, no, like, no offense to them, like, um, they're... Pretty much from what I remember about Rock of Love and probably Flavor of Love is it's women who were probably at the time like in their mid thirties who like grew up listening to Poison. Yeah, and some younger. Um really who, young. Who who basically grew up to listening to Poison or it was super young, like, ah, this is our like attractive pitch girl. Um and then they just competed in like challenges. They would have like games or whatever they do. While Brett Mark Brett Markles <laughs> Brett Michaels sits on his like scumbag throne and is just like one of you has to date me at the end, and it's like uh, yeah, uh, it's like okay, the show is very like misogynistic and sexist. Oh yeah, oh yeah, much in line with uh with our our favorite <laughs> Dominion dating. <clears throat> but uh, I'm pretty sure they would like pick specific girls that would like pander to those specific ter- stereotypes yes to like further push the whole like oh, yeah you always had to have the the like mean girl who is always yeah conniving causing, yeah always causing drama and the the one like i it's it's like the bachelor like the white trash bachelor okay <laughs> and so you know how well i don't watch the bachelor but people typically pick a favorite for the bachelor they're like i want this person to win I don't feel like you could do that with Rock of Love because they're all awful people. Yeah. Like, they were all just like, how do I say this in a nice way? Probably strippers. It's basically the kind of girls they would get for that show. 
just some things about Rock of Love before we talk about Flavor of Love, which I think is even more wild somehow. Brett Michaels, uh, they used the song Go That Far by Brett Michaels for the theme. So imagine being so uh, self-inflating that you compose your own theme song for your own scumbag show. Hey, <laughs> we we did the same thing. <laughs> Except that was, hey, that was a joke. Nice. Um, some other... <laughs> Here's this the VH1 chronology um, of shows afterwards was Rock of Love, Charm School, Charm School with Ricky Lake, Daisy of Love. Okay, so these are all spinoffs. Followed by Megan Wants a Millionaire, and then Brett Michaels' Life as I Know It, which was more of a like, this is my day to day life, and it's like nobody cares about what uh, washed up Brett Michaels yeah, is doing. Exactly, and what we didn't mention is there was three seasons of Rock yeah, of Love. There was three seasons. So before like, these I'm, spinoffs, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about that um, with the. I just want to point out the uh, the aesthetic of the show <laughs> is like nothing but like Ed Hardy, <laughs> uh huh, Affliction, uh, what's some other like. Um, true religion denim <laughs> like cowboy boots that aren't really cowboy boots so I'm trying to find the okay the winners of each season um, yeah because to, you're to totally checked out dude just I heard you, totally I heard you talking about out. true religion and affliction M- mainly the the thing was the rocket rock of love it was like if you win you get to be Brett Michaels's girlfriend and then that didn't work out <laughs> and so they uh would like have a different another season because they're like, well, Brett Michaels needs another girlfriend, and yeah. real people won't date him. I'm pretty sure the end of one, maybe the first one, I don't really know, uh-huh. but I heard uh, he tried to pick two at the end. <laughs> he wanted like two girlfriends at the same I want, time. I want two girlfriends. I can do that. It's my show. And apparently, his thing when he would like like kick girls off or uh-huh. whatever when they would like have to leave, he would like be like, "You're very hot." But, yes, but <laughs> but let me, let me I can't I, can I can't deal with this. Let me see if I can channel my. You got a slamed bod, babe, but you can't stay in the show. All right, um, you have what we call in the uh, the industry an unskinny bop. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're a you're a rose, but you you definitely have a lot of thorns. Yeah, it's like. Uh, you know, sometimes when you catch a bad beat, you know, everybody says every rose has its thorn. I coined that term. That, uh, that was me. That was me. I wrote that song. To be fair, there are like three good poison songs, okay? <laughs> but there's nothing good about Brett Michaels. So the first season's winner was named uh, Jess Ricklet or Rickleth. It like cuts, cuts the page off. Uh, season two was Amber Lake, which uh, I think... She went on to get her own show or something. And then Taya Parker was the third season. I, From what I was reading, I don't know where I read it because it's not on this page. But, like, one of the the first girl they they dated for not very long because, like, the next season came out the next year. Um, and then the second girl was like, I never loved Brett Michaels. I was just in it for the fame. And it's like, duh. Well, no, yeah. Like, duh. Also, um, I'm pretty sure, like, throughout the season, like some of the girls would reveal that they already had like a boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> like what? So, and that's the kind of thing that producers would like know that. And so they would like, like push, push these girls on here. So yes. to create this tension. Exactly. Dude rolls up in the mansion for some reason they filmed in a mansion. I don't know why they did that because um, it's, I almost said MTV, but VH one. Yeah. Same thing. Uh, roll up in the mansion, dude, I'm going to fist fight Brett, Brett, Brett Michaels. He's dating my girlfriend. It's like, you're not, um, you would destroy him first off. He's very brittle. Um, yeah, I feel like he's small. I don't know. He's small, but he's like, looks like somebody injected water into him. He's kind of in, like puffy. I'm pretty sure his hair is fake. Oh, yeah, I think so, it's too. It's a wig, right? I, I feel like it is. That's why he wears the bandana. Um, oh, here, here's where I found it. Very it said some of, the, some of the challenges were based uh, on situations that they might encounter if chosen to be Michael's girlfriend. So he would do challenges. He'd be like, so if I like... I come in at like 3 a.m. hungover. Make me breakfast. Those were like the kind of challenges they would have yeah. for, for these girls. Or they would be like, play football. Yeah. No, like no pads in the mud. Yeah. yeah. Why don't you like oil wrestle for me? Because that's something that happens on a regular basis in this house. 
It's um, like how how much can we like degrade these people? So it says the first season winner, 24-year-old. Okay, so Brett Michaels is like 50, so half his age. Jess Rickliffe from Naperville, Illinois, at the reunion, she revealed that she did not have romantic feelings for Michaels and that she thought that he should have chosen the runner-up, Heather. So (laughs) she was like, yeah, uh, no thanks. I don't want this slimy old washed-up rock star. Um, But I, I, I more want to talk about Flavor of Love because the... Like Flavor Flav is a character. Like he's like a full on character. Sure. And yeah. we could talk about that. But <laughs> I the most important thing that I want to talk about is um the names of these girls that were on this show. So oh, no. here I'm just gonna start from the top. This is the cast, okay? All the girls had nicknames, basically. Um, oh, they were given nicknames or they like had nicknames? They either had nicknames or they were given them. I'd probably given them, knowing Flavor Flav. Okay, I've I've heard they were all like dancers, strippers. Probably is this true? That, I don't know. That's probably true. Like that had to be like a requirement to get on the show. I, I don't. I think I don't so. Know. Um, <laughs> but this is Flavor Flame, and his real name is William Jonathan Drayton Jr. Um, he was in Public Enemy. That's if you're not sure why he was famous. Right. He was in Public Enemy. Fight the Power is a good song. Can't name another one. Um, <laughs> so he's a bachelor looking for love. That's how he's described. Uh, and I'm just going to start naming off characters here. We have Hoops, which was the winner of the first season. Her name is actually Nicole Alexander. Okay. Uh, she won $250,000. She also dated Shaquille O'Neal. Whoa. So. <laughs> um, okay, was it like you could date Flavor Flav or get $250,000? <laughs> uh, no. Okay, so she won the 250000 because she was on another VH1 show called I Love Money. Oh my! What? What is happening? <laughs> the age one is wild. Uh, number two is delicious. D e e l i s h i s. Delicious. Uh, <laughs> she was the winner of the second season. She has her own lines of jeans called D Cut, and she was also on I Love Money. Never even heard of that. I don't either. Um, of course, I don't watch. Th- I didn't watch it then, and I don't watch it now. The winner of the uh, third season was called Thing Two. What her name was Thing Two. Thing Two. Her actual name was Tresha. Thing Two. Um, like from Cat okay, in the Hat. so she she entered the competition with her sister Trisha. So Trisha and Tresha. Trisha was Thing Thing One. Thing One and Thing Two. Um, <laughs> okay. All, okay. She women was, are not objects. Yeah, women are not objects. Although Tresha. Eliminated in episode 12, she was brought back in the next episode and won. Hey, dog, that's not how it works. <laughs> that would be like saying, uh, okay, so the Mavs actually lost the four-game series. Um, they got wiped. But we're going to go ahead and let them play against the champions of the other conference, and then we'll just see what happens. Oh, they won? All right, you get to win then. That's not how it works. Basically. Um Okay, Liz, the mother of Flav's youngest child, Karma. All um, right, all right. So is this prior to the show? I don't think so, because it says Flav said that she was the right one the whole time and proposed to her on the reunion show of season three. Reunion show. Okay. Okay. All right, Big Rick. Oh, he was an assistant. Oh, okay. I was, I was like, a girl Whoa. Named Big Rick. <laughs> Big Rick's house. So they met in a Las Vegas at the Hard Rock Hotel Casino while shooting Flavor Flav's other show, Strange Love. He used uh, to work at a sorry, det- detention There's facility in show? Florida. Yeah, apparently. I think Flavor Flav, in that like five-year span, had like six shows. Oh, my. Uh, New York. W- one of these girls went on to be like a meme. Like I don't know who she is, but I could rec- I could pick her out of a lineup. She's yeah. like a meme. Oh, yeah, yeah, for um, sure. And this might be her, because I think she got... Her own show as well. Everybody, pretty much everybody that was on this show got a New, spinoff. New York with love. I don't know. She was a runner-up on the first two seasons. Okay, so she tried out twice and one second both times. <laughs> and uh, then she got her own rea- reality dating show called "I Love New York," which had. Two I, I was seasons. close. I was close. And uh, New York goes to Hollywood, and New York goes to work. Then there was Pumpkin, P U M K I N. Of course. Uh, then there was. I'm going to say Safari, S-A-A-P-H-Y-R-I. Okay. <laughs> Buck Wild. Um, Buck Wild? Buck Wild. I feel sorry for her. Um, 
Toasty, T O A S T E E E E, Toasty, Black, <laughs> Boots with a Z, Bucky, B U C K E E Y, who the hell's Bucky? <laughs> Captain America, Winter Soldier, Miami, M Y A M M E E, Hottie, Serious. So serious. Flavor Flav and the like twenty five dwarves. You got Toasty, Hottie, Smiley, Serious, Wire. Wire. Like that. Oh no. D A T like that. Crazy with a K. Goldie. Um Rain and Nibbles. N I B B L Z. Nibbles. This is definitely in the MySpace era. Oh, man. Yeah, it's like... Uh, it's like screams, like MySpace pages with like the glitzy glitter profiles. Yeah, and every S was a dollar sign. Yeah. Like, uh, my top eight. Nibbles, Goldie, Crazy, Black, Miami, Buckwild, <laughs> Safiri, and Pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what was VH1 thinking? They're like, what if, what if we made women who... And we put them on camera. Women who otherwise have probably made poor decisions in their life to get them to this point. And then we just, like, turned them into an ongoing gag. Yeah, that's that's basically what they did. Dance, puppets. Dance. <laughs> like, and for some reason, they, they I feel like they kind of make the, uh, like, the dudes, like, Brett Michaels and Flair, like, look yeah. like they're these, like, emotionally strong, yeah. like, individuals with so much power. Yeah. And it's like, we all know Brett Michaels, like, his love life is probably terrible. Oh, yeah. We both lie silently there in the dead of the night. And though we both seem so close together, we feel miles apart inside. That's deep. That was Brett Michaels. Uh, I'm surprised you uh, you spit that right out. Like, but, but then he was, also... That was ingrained into your memory. But then he also said, your mama don't dance and your daddy don't rock and roll. So you get both sides of the corn. Corn with Brett Michaels. Corn. <laughs> Go. Oh man, nobody finds. I feel like uh, I don't think he's from. Life. I don't feel like he's from here, but uh, Brett Michaels just seems like the epitome of Florida. Florida man. If Florida, yeah, Florida man. Uh, yeah. Wow. We need a show with uh, the Tiger King, Brett Michaels, Jake Paul. <laughs> and and we'll call it unwatchable. <laughs> and and Dane Cook. Ah. Uh. <laughs> and we'll call it four people zero talent. Oh yeah. Oh man, that was good. That was a good dip back to like, and not not to put my mom on blast here, but I feel like she might have watched one of those shows, and so I'd be like walking through the living room, and I would catch like. 30 seconds of the show and I'd be like, all right, I'm, uh, I'm good. I want no part of this. So, uh, I don't, what was wrong with the TV, uh, with TV shows after like 2005? I, I don't know. Cause I like, feel like two, 2005, 2005 to 2010 <laughs> was just the darkest days of Cable television. Specifically My Darkest Days, the band who wrote a song called Porn Star Dancing. And they decided, they're like, what if we... Featuring. What if we made this a mega hit with Ludacris, Zach Wilde, the guitarist who played with Ozzy in um, Black Label Society, and Chad Kroger from Nickelback. Yes. Um, Horrible. Oh, man. that's. I mean, that's Rock of Love if it was a song, basically. <laughs> yeah. You got Toasty and Rain and Jemimey. Like, who are these people? Uh, moving, yeah. moving on to to something that makes me not feel like I need a shower. Um, that That's all I equate Brett Michaels with is, like, body glitter. Like, just all those women. Just so much body glitter. Yeah, that's what I said. Like, Ed Hardy. Yeah. Uh, hats. Uh-huh. And too, way too much makeup. Way like, too much makeup. Man. Not very. Was, was that the point in our nation's history where super thin eyebrows were a thing? Probably. Because I feel like today girls have either pretty normal eyebrows or they're like super thick. Yeah. Which I much prefer over like pencil thin. Like you plucked all of them and drew one line. 
Yeah. Or like some people tattooed their eyebrows on, which is yeah wild. I don't under I don't understand. <sighs> the two thousands was a enigma. Yeah, it was it was a microcosm of like you know they say culture repeats like every thirty years. The late aughts was like all of culture converging into a black hole <laughs> before it exploded into like okay now we've got like you know the hipster movement yeah. and the, all of that stuff. Party rock was like the end of all of that. Just neon and funny sunglasses, and everything has a mustache and bacon somewhere in it. Uh, I I really don't like our high school like style years. (laughs) (laughs) It's just uh, uh, epic fail. Oh no! Uh, Meme Uh, early meme (sighs) culture. Yeah. I don't know what happened with that was that was Y2K was just basically <laughs> yeah, like it happened 20 years like 10 years too late yeah um, so I wanted to talk about um, we kind of alluded to this last week um, some artists whose songs all sound the same and I didn't include DJs because like DJs have a signature style and that's why their songs uh, kind of sound the same otherwise like number one on the list would be Chainsmokers all of their songs sound alike oh yeah and uh Kygo. Kygo. Yeah. Dude. If you don't believe us, just like search a Kygo, search Kygo on like Apple Music and listen to the first three songs and tell me. <laughs> it's like, what are these? Um, But this, this idea came to me because Davis and I watched this funny video like a couple months ago where it was just like, I just happened to be searching through because what Davis and I do in our free time is basically either watch music videos and talk about it or we watch memes. And that's our friendship, our whole friendship. Um, but we found this video called sure. Every Every Pitbull Song Sounds the Same. And it put 12 Pitbull videos, like for 30 seconds of the song, all in this grid and played them all at the same time. And it sounded like one song, one cohesive <laughs> song. Just all the mannerisms he used, the beats. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro. Yeah. This worldwide. He always does that. Like, it's a 305. I'm like clipping I was right saying, now. I clipping so hard. Um yeah, just all of that. So that kind of inspired me for the rest of these. But I do want to talk about Pitbull for a minute, Mr. Worldwide himself. Like, I can't tell genuinely if I like Pitbull or not. I can't tell if he's like a meme, but I actually do like his songs, or if I don't like him, and I've just like convinced myself to listen to his music. So where do you fall? So in this you're debate? saying you listen to his music? I do. I don't. Um, the, really the only because I've after like three times of hearing that <laughs> one song I've had enough really the only song I can't stand by Pitbull um, was um, Timber with Kesha I really don't like that song but one of the first Pitbull songs I remember liking was that one he did for Men in Black 3 um, oh yeah it's like back in time or something gotta go back in time you know he wrote that song that's like he looks <laughs> <laughs> I think it is called Back in Time or something like that, but it's like it like samples that like baby from s- Dirty Dancing that like sixty song. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what's yeah. It's not from the sixties. Well, maybe it is, but that was definitely in Dirty Dancing. So I don't know okay. if it's written for that. Anyway, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, the first Pitbull song I remember hearing was like one of those like early ones. I can't <laughs> yeah. even remember his well, song names. Well, um. We can all agree the greatest pitbull song, pitbull song of all time, ball pit song. Ball <laughs> um, pit. Pitbull song is that uh, one he did with Neo. It was like tonight, I wanna. I'll meet you in Times Square with the Kodak. Yeah, now he, picture that with the Kodak. Yeah, he runs Kodak <laughs> with Kodak. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was one of the first, maybe. But no, it's like. But but that that is kind of indicative on the of, floor maybe I don't know of all his songs is they all have that like they all sound like he did he did he I feel like he's done seven songs with Enrique Iglesias two two very popular Latin stars just um, always teaming up here's Pitbull Essentials play- okay. playlist all right I don't even know some of these send that playlist to me no <laughs> time of our lives with Neo what. Is that a new one? <laughs> Give me everything. Oh no, yeah, that's the one where they sample uh, the other "Dirty Dancing" song. I think the I've had. Okay. Yeah, we got "Timber," "Feel This Moment," "Hotel Room Service," "Fireball." I, you, these sound <laughs> none familiar? Of, none of these are ringing a bell. <laughs> maybe I maybe I know three pitbulls. <laughs> okay. 
yeah, a lot of these I don't even know. Oh, hey, baby, drop it to the floor? Nope. <laughs> Not ringing any bells. <laughs> okay, this... Baby, oh, baby. here's Back in Time right here. Okay, Back in Time. Yeah. Uh, if, okay, what's the songs he does with Flow Rider? Sorry, Flow Rider. Flow Rider. <laughs> That's the most white you've ever sounded. Um, yeah, he does do a song with Flow Rider, uh, who we will also talk about because, dude, songs all sound alike. Flow Rider Essentials. <laughs> what what a dark place my search history right, is. Flow Rider has low. Okay. Yeah. Only good song. <laughs> hey, here's the thing. Um, that I'm just noticing. I don't like songs that feature Kesha, even though I very much like Kesha. Because really? I don't like In She in Right Round, that Flo Rida song. I have no clue. Maybe, maybe that's not her, but it sounds like her. <laughs> I, I don't like songs that reference older songs, so it's like Right Round. It's I would probably rather listen to the Jesus, you make me spin no, right round. No, no. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Take your socks off. Swing them in the air. Right here. Holy Spirit's moving in this place. But anyways, celebrities whose songs sound the same. Pitbull, obviously. Another one is Shawn Mendes. This little punk Okay, has the audacity to write the same song 12 times and still get to date Camila Cabello. All of his songs are like, Salty. like, like his most famous song is like uh, the Stitches song. He's like, "You watch me bleed until," and so his other songs are like, all of them, every one of them. Yeah, you're not so, wrong. Um, you're not wrong. Man, it is really, really, really noticeable. It's very repetitive. Um, uh, speaking of uh, who he ripped his style off, Ed Sheeran. <laughs> Ed Sheeran, yes, sir. I'm sorry. They all sound the same. Every one of them. And I, I can't stand it. And they're all so generic. If you were like, if you dropped me an Ed Sheeran lyric, I couldn't tell you what song it was from unless it was from the first two songs he wrote, which were Lego House and A-Team. A-Team. And even those two songs sound very sound much alike. So but they're better than uh, Photograph or something like you. that. Shape of You. Yeah. Thinking Out Loud. Yeah, Ed Sheeran did... Um, Look at this photograph. Uh, that's not. That's a different there, photograph. He does photograph though. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Thinking out loud it was good for like a minute, and then everyone was like, "I'm gonna play this at my wedding." Um, this is the most romantic song of all time because he talks about growing old together. Yeah. Um, if you've ever worked like retail or, yep, every food like I worked at Starbucks, J.C. Penney. I was gonna say J.C. Penney's playlist. Oh was my! Atrocious. They, I worked there for like four months. You got real tired of John Mayer. As well. They never changed the. Pl- they went. Sh- they played the same playlist, which wasn't that long, until November. Then it was like Christmas music, and I quit. <laughs> See, when I worked at Pack and Mail, we had um, a store Spotify account, so we would actually build our own playlist, so it wasn't bad. Well, that's nice. Except it was like shuffling on your phone, where it plays like the most played songs over and over. So I've heard like Payback by. James Brown, like, a billion and a half times. I'm okay with never hearing another James Brown song. We're way in the funk at the <laughs> post office. Nice. it's um, good stuff. We'd listen to, like, Papa Was a Rolling Stone, and that song's, like, 12 and a half minutes long. And I was just like, is this song still going on? <laughs> um, yeah, another one is uh, Cardi B and Megan The Stallion. I, t- I talked about this to you, like, yesterday. I was like, all of their songs like have this same like all, pretty much all female like hip hop artists are using the same beat right now. Oh, and oh, I cannot pick their songs <laughs> apart at all. So nice, yeah. We gotta we got some sexism right now. It's not sexism. <laughs> I'm just saying it's the that's the way the music industry works. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Uh, no, part of the wow. <clears throat> I think part of the problem you're thinking of like right there mm-hmm. is they're featured on like every song yeah, together. So they. So you start yes. like equating, oh, this sounds exactly like because they're usually in the same song. Mm-hmm. But yes, they use the same like yeah. trap beat, which that's this twenty twenty one hip hop is basically using the same trap beat for every yes. song. It's like sample an old song and then use that that same trap beat. Do you, you have another one? Oh, I have a lot. Okay, share. Okay, uh, Jason Mraz. <laughs> uh, ukulele music for white people. <laughs> Jason Mraz. Yeah, like. <laughs> Why? Every song sounds exactly like the I'm uh, yours. That one. That one. And then uh Won't Give Up or something. I won't give up because I'm yours. <laughs> it's just all like the same tempo, acoustic. Mm-hmm. Fedora hat music. Like probably Jack Johnson too. Oh yeah. Same kind of vibe. It's 
it's like coffee shop music is Jack Johnson. It's, it's like, JC Penny music. Yeah. That's why I can't yeah. stand it. Except that, that Jack Johnson song that he wrote for Curious George. It's fire. I don't know what that is. It's, it's called Upside Down, I think. <laughs> okay. But it does sound like all of his other, like... <laughs> banana pancakes. Making banana pancakes. That song's pretty good. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, you've heard... You, is it, I want to turn the whole thing upside down. Okay. Yes, good. it's not. I never. That watched, was on the JC Penny playlist. I, I never watched the Curious George movie. I can't stand but. that song. It would go right into that too. I want to scream through the halls of my high school or whatever the John Mayer song. The worst John Mayer song. <laughs> now I'm clipping. Yeah, it really like John Mayer's wheelhouse is shredding, and so when he's just like, "Welcome to the real," I'm just like, "Who is this? You're not John Mayer." Like you're you're the John Mayer who like misogynizes women. Yeah. <laughs> yep. John Mayer's kind of a scumbag, I think. <laughs> yeah, from, <laughs> he's a really good musician. <laughs> from everything that's come out, yeah. Um, what about what about Nickelback, dude? Remember how? Duh, they're all their songs sound the same. Remember how how you remind me and saving me are the actual like layer them on top of each other. They're <laughs> the same a, song. It's the same. <laughs> we watched that video the other night about same. Melody structure. And well, and I'll talk about them next. Uh, Creedence Clearwater Revival. But we like we watched a video where John Fogerty got sued for ripping off himself. Yeah, and it's like, how do you do that? But Nickelback did it. Yep. I I don't. I don't. I, I don't understand Nickelback. I don't. I don't hate Nickelback. Like ironically, as a joke, like society does. I don't like them because musically they're bad. <laughs> they're not good musicians. Uh, it's not like Creed where it's like take out S- Scott Stapp and his kind of goofy '90s vocals, and you got pretty good like <laughs> Creed's pretty good musicianship. But Nickelback is like no. it's just bad. Yeah, like f- Photograph. Yeah, Rockstar. Yeah, that one that's like such a positive message song. Can't stand it. There's that one that's uh, they call it like in the afternoon. It's just about smoking weed. Of course. Come on. We got Hero. All right, don't hate on Hero. I. It's saving me. It is saving me, but it's, it's, <laughs> it's got the guy from Saliva in it. That makes it better. I it, like Saliva. Yes. <laughs> yes. But then you have Chad Kroger himself just doing that song with Santana. And he's um, like, hey, oh, hey, oh, hey. And it's like, hey, Chad Kroger, just, st- stick with your wheelhouse, which is ramen noodle hair. The reason... Okay, here's the reason I hate Nickelback so All right. much. All right, we're about to get this. Because one time, I pulled up, <laughs> we pulled up a cover, I pulled up. a live cover. Yes. Of them playing Sad But True by yes. Metallica. They also played Sexy and I Know It. It was, which was awful. Awful. It was so bad. I, I had no words. It's so so I, if, I can't stand if it. You don't, if you think we... If you can't pull off even the riff, yeah. they played it wrong. Okay, here's the thing. Though. He's in a different tuning. If you think that we are too hard on Nickelback, if you are personally a Nickelback fan, you think we're too hard, go on YouTube and search Nickelback gets booed off stage. They went to the Philippines. It's hilarious. They had rocks thrown at them because nobody, they actually didn't play the show because nobody wanted to hear them. Okay? <laughs> a whole country full of people said, nope. No, thank you. We are good. Give me another one. Okay. Uh, ACDC. Oh, man. I have that one as well. Yep. It, it literally is. They, they have the same drum and bass, and then Angus Young uses the same guitar tone and pretty much the same like riffs. All right. Yeah. I like ACDC early stuff. Oh, you know so their hits? Yes. Their hits. Jams. But it just stopped after Thunderstruck. Mm hmm. And even. They don't then, need to hear about baseball. And even, song. <laughs> even before <laughs> Thunderstruck, they had, they had that kind of tinge of like that album, Razor's Edge. Has a lot of songs that sound alike. Oh yeah, it's like Who Made Who and uh, Money Talks. Those are the same song. Same song. <laughs> same song. Which are the same song as uh, Hell's Bells? Yeah, and Hell's Hell's Bells and Have a Drink on Me. Same song. Yeah, yeah basically any chorus that's yes. like. Duh, duh. Yeah, the <laughs> same with uh, even the Have bon- a Drink on Me. Even the Bond Scott stuff. Hell's Bells. Dirty Deeds and TNT. Same song. Yeah, but they're better songs, I think. But for those about to rock, they're all the same song. Yeah, it's... And, and and I'm not saying that these bands are necessarily bad because they do that, because I have a few on here that I actually do like. But it is like, hey, guys, 
there's a difference between signature sound and just literally doing the same thing 20 times. And l- let's not forget like the ACDC like ripoff bands. Oh yeah, uh, what was the uh, Airborne? Airborne, yeah. You can't just rewrite black and back in black. Uh, but they, they did. They to differ. Yeah, it's not like Greta Van Fleet where they're like, we're not Led Zeppelin, but we are Led Zeppelin. But at least we're writing like like our own stuff and it's good. Yeah. It was kind of just like, now we're ACDC, but like... Australian. Australian. Oh, wait. Yep. They are Australian. Um, I've got CCR, Creedence Clearwater Revival. Do okay. you like songs about bayous and the Vietnam War? <laughs> Have I got a band for you? Yeah, John Fogarty uh, loves yes. singing about Louisiana, just hot and humid bayous. Yep. And <laughs> even worse, all right, down on the corner. Okay. Was like the CVS theme song for a while. That do <laughs> do 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 do. You're right. Do, do. It drives me insane. You're right. I, I did not. Know, I didn't realize that till yeah. now. And so. That's why I I was learning that on guitar and I was like searching up. I was like, "What's the what's that CBS riff?" And it was like, "Down on the corner." I was like, "What?" Yeah, yeah, they sound the same. Yeah, pretty much. Just if you if you were to put a helicopter behind any of their tracks, it would be um, "Fortunate Son." So yeah. Now you say a thing. You you say a band. Oh, I say band. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, we'll go with uh, Mumford and Sons. Oh, okay. Th- th- I know this is hard for you. It's not. I know you're a big... You stand Mumford and Son. I don't. Mumford and his son were near and dear family members to you. I like the first album. Okay. A lot. I like it, But I won't. I won't, but I won't like lie and say they don't sound the same. Because there's only so much you can do with acoustic guitar, banjo, and a kick drum. Yes. And that's basically all that... Like, they had that sound, and they like nailed it. And then they wrote a second album... Mm-hmm. basically the same thing yeah third album they were like we got to change it up yes and they brought in like electric instruments doesn't sound the same I was gonna say, which was, is good had had really good production but that, they got less popular because yes. it's like not mainstream to do that i guess do i will wait again it's like we don't i, I will wait do this is probably the worst song it is yeah yeah yes sir i like the deep cuts but yeah yeah, and then all these bands that try to copy Mumford and Sons, uh-huh. like uh, Philip Phillips. Yep, <laughs> I'm just saying it. Philip Phillips, gross. <laughs> we were in Amazing Spider-Man too. Who cares? Uh, yeah, I didn't want to watch uh, Peter Parker draw on a map to the song "Gone, Gone, Gone." Okay, <laughs> nobody did. Um, I've got Rage Against the Machine. Uh, oh. Really? Literally all their songs are and I sent you that TikTok moments you ago. Are, yeah, you did. It's it, true. It's, but it's fire. It's it is really good. But Tom Morello that. is so um has such his own style that their songs like you're like instantly pick them out of the lineup. That's a Rage yeah. Machine song. And even uh, with Audio Slave. <laughs> and Zach De La Rocha was like every song sounds just like this political statement. But you gotta be yelling, dude. And and in he, the chorus. I was going to say, and the chorus is just one line repeated four to eight times. <laughs> Justify those who died. Lights out. Gorilla radio. And then you just repeat it. Like, it's good, though. You got you got, really you got to hold back right now. It's, it's hurting too much. <laughs> Make it stop. Don't open my eyes this. Oh, I actually did. That's funny. I I did Jack Johnson as well. I didn't realize nice. that. He was the next one on my list. Uh, I'm just, just going to say it. Okay. Say it. Imagine dragons hey imagine dragons is in the illuminati and that's how they got famous <laughs> i i literally watched a tiktok last night where the guy from imagine dragons i'm gonna call him mr dragon he said that he's in the illuminati and that's how their band got famous and beyonce and coldplay aren't talking about it aren't talking about the illuminati <laughs> so he was gonna expose them himself what that's gotta be april fools or something oh, yeah, please that's I, not real i do wonder how imagine dragons got famous because they had like a couple of good songs at first and then they got really famous and they're like what if we got really lazy with it and we didn't write anything good after radioactive yeah they basically just keep rewriting thunder yes yeah <laughs> you pick me up you pick me up believer or thunder same song or the there was that other one too that was on that album that was not great yeah uh yeah they pretty much are the kind of like oh you need a song for the lego movie 
get Imagine Dragons to do it. You need a song for uh, Suicide Squad, uh, team up Imagine Dragons with Rick Ross, or whatever. Ex-Ambassadors, yeah. I don't remember who was in that. Oh, that's song. another band that sounds exactly But they the have same. two songs that doesn't count. That's not great. <laughs> um, another one I have, and sorry if, just, I don't know if Justin listens or not, but if he does, uh, Tool. All their songs sound alike. A tool's cool, though. Tool is cool, but they're they're very like have doo-doo, really good <laughs> instrumentation, but all their bass riffs sound the same. Yeah, um, that's true. A lot of prog rock bands yes. tend to just yeah. all sound like. I I'll even say it a little bit with uh um with Rush. Oh yeah. Even though I I love Rush. Yeah. Yeah. But they're, in their they're like twelve minute songs, it's like yeah. Same they with start, uh, they start running together. A Dream bit. Theater. You can only do so much with drums before it. <laughs> like I don't care how many pieces you have in your kit, sure. it's eventually gonna sound the same. Uh, you got any more? Yeah. Okay. Uh, we got the whole CCM music industry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even joking. <laughs> play play this game in your car when you get done listening to this episode of Hevel. Go to your radio and hit the seek button and just scan the stations. Don't look at the thing. Just scan the stations and tell me which ones are the Christian music stations because you'll know. You'll know. You'll know. <laughs> it's not hard. Signature something. Yes. I cannot vocally nail it down to what it. Yeah, just some kind of. At, it's the Holy Spirit is what it is. The Holy Spirit okay. um, opens your your heart. I guess I'm a to, heretic. To worship music so that you know, like you can point. <laughs> <laughs> it's not worship music though. That's no, a, yeah, that's my problem with the CCM music industry. Air One, positive hits. It's like, yeah, they're trying to be so positive. They sprinkle in some spirituality. Yes, but they're really just songs for like soccer moms. There, here's what Air One is, and I've I've said this before. I think Air One is music for when other people get into your car and you don't exactly know what to play because you're not ready to open that part of yourself up. And so you just put Air One up. So, you know, there might be a little bit of, like, uh, uh, Torrin Wells or some Lauren Daigle, and you're just like, oh, you know, this is this is just, like, neutral music for neutral people. Do, does I don't know because I don't listen to Air One, but do they still <laughs> use the tagline, like, the positive alternative? No, now they're, like, now they've gone full tilt, like, worship something. Okay, because they used to kind of be a little edgy. Yeah. And I feel like they dropped that when it started being not cool. But my thing is kind of like, hey, Air One, um, it's all right to spread positivity. I'm I'm down. But you can say, like, Jesus died. You don't have to say, like, Jesus is alive. Okay. Alive from what? From when he was alive. (laughs) So he's still alive. No, there was something that happened in between. Okay, what was that? We don't feel comfortable discussing what happened (laughs) <laughs> and it's like just say that he died you like oh, somebody sent me an xbox alert or something um the, the last one i had um was cake the band cake <laughs> yeah they have right. like four songs and they're all like kind of jazzy like and then some horns in the background and they're weird lyrics like very weird i want a girl with a long skirt yeah it talks and a jacket it's kind something. of like a talk singing yeah yeah Pretty He's weird. going the distance. He's <laughs> going it, for it, speed. It. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You're right. I got a few more. All right. Just hit them rapid fire. Okay. Uh, three doors down. Gross. Daughtry. Yes. Oasis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, Maroon 5. Yes, sir. Now. Yeah. yeah. Please stop. Post first album. It's just Adam Levine now. Uh, and then this is a little... Well, I don't know if anyone would know this one. Okay. You would. But uh, the band from like 2011, like, Abandon All Ships. <laughs> <laughs> How oh, many times man. can they rewrite that? Like, I don't even remember what that song is. Abandon All Ships. Yes. It's just like building breakdowns over time. And the lead singer or the clean singer, not the screamer, used so much auto-tune. Yeah, it was more auto-tune than T-Pain. Yeah. It is this very, very spiritual sounding song. Yeah, and the band's not even yeah. an ounce of Christian. Yeah, because it's something like, We're on the ship to paradise. <laughs> he died for us and Christ lives. And it's like, are you guys a Christian man? <laughs> no, nah, not about that life. It's like, what? 
Uh, yeah, all their songs, and this is why they didn't last very long as a band. They they first off like the whole like metalcore rise records genre in like the mid, the early two thousand tens. Yeah, there, it was too. It was oversaturated. There were so many yes. bands like oh, yeah. trying to be Devil Wears Prada and, and they were, they were really over, in Attack Attack. They were really overdoing it with the silly names. It was like yeah, uh, Chunk Captain Chunk or something <laughs> like yeah, yeah. It was so a lot of those bands basically just kind of sound the same. They they were basically just trying to attack, copy Attack Attack. Man, we'll have to talk about it a different time. But I love like you have escaped a fate, falling in reverse, and then like fruity fruity pebble birthday massacre. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Devil's Prada. Yeah, the Devil's Prada. Man, they really they were like, ah, oh, this will be a funny name, and then they got popular like, crap. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they <laughs> hate their yes. name. They they only use their initials now. At least using the word devil makes them sound a little metal. That's true. Um, but, I mean, you can't really beat, like, Slipknot. Corn. Not corn's kind of stupid. Yeah, it is a little <laughs> bit. Azalea dying. Yeah. The Acacia Strain. Uh, Man. Musicians are... Fire. Music, like, music is... I don't want to say my life, because it's not, but... It's, music is my life. It's such a, a like fundamental key to like music is what feelings sound like. <laughs> to a mine and Davis's friendship, I, I said that yesterday. I was like, if music didn't exist, we probably wouldn't be friends because we would have nothing to talk about. But it, it truly is like I just never get tired of talking about it, and that's why we talk about it at least once an episode. And so Hevel is is a music podcast. Oh uh, yeah, I'd mu- say so. Music and Christian podcast. I got one. I got. One more that I just thought of. Okay. I can't believe we haven't thought of Off this yet. Off the cuff, yet. here we go. The entirety of country music right now. Like I was going to say, country. I was going to say, honorary Florida mentions. Florida Georgia Line. Florida Georgia Line, Thomas Rhett, Kane Brown. Um, can't You can't tell the difference. That other guy who was popular on Vine. I can't think of his name at the moment. Luke Bryan. Luke, Luke Holmes and Luke Bryan. <laughs> Anybody named Luke. It's just, you're really, you know, you have, you have George Strait who is like, um, he he had that song Cheyenne where it's like I'm a, I'm a rodeo man who's left his wife at home and I need to get back before she packs up her stuff and leaves. And then you have Florida Georgia Lines like, do you like fireball whiskey, frat boys? Get your shine on. Wear cut off jeans. And then you're holy, and I'm high on loving you. It's an acronym. Baby, you song and want to make me roll my window down. Do you want to talk about, real quick, we have to talk about, um, I've cursed Davis. I showed him the song over and over again by Tim McGraw and Please Nelly. Stop. It's already stuck in my head right now. And so the song is literally, the whole song is, because it's all in my head. I think about it over and over again. First off, it's Tim McGraw and Nelly. How did those two cross paths? I, I, I don't I know. But the know. song gets stuck in your head, and it's the worst song I've ever heard. Over and over. <laughs> and so, like, once a week, I'll be like, hey, Davis, remember the song over and over again? He's like, stop. <laughs> so, but also, Nelly was saying with Florida Georgia Line, what is does Nelly want to do country music? I guess so. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't know. You got me. You got me. All right. Uh, last last segment I wanted to do this week. I wanted to bring back an old fan favorite. And I want to do, I felt that. But I call this one, I felt that part two, electric boogaloo. That's what you call part two of everything. Sweet. Uh, I'm feeling it. I, I felt that strikes, I strike, strike back. Strikes back. Strikes back. So I'll open this up. If I kick that one more time. Um, oh my goodness. <laughs> When the beaver on the fence in that one meme screamed really loudly, ah! I felt that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> when masked, <laughs> you're really feeling it. When masked wolf said, "What you know about rolling down in the deep?" <laughs> I felt that. If you don't know what that is, just look up "Astronaut in the Ocean." It's the worst song. When Channing Tatum said, if spiders were the size of cats, would they be more scary or less scary? On the one hand, they wouldn't get into your house as easily. But on the other hand, once they're in there, oh boy, I felt that. (laughs) Wise words from Mr. Tatum. What a genius. 
When Mark Wahlberg. My name's Jeff. My name's Jeff. <laughs> From the movie. All right, go ahead. When Wal Wal Wahlberg. <laughs> when Wahlbergers. <laughs> when Mark Wahlberg said, "I'm a peacock captain. You gotta let me fly." I felt that. Same. We're we're gonna have to have a live watch of the other guys. I'm tired of referencing it and not having seen it. <clears throat> when Silent Bob said, "I felt that." Top tier humor. Ah, good one. When Houston Brown said, "I'm currently being swept away," I felt that. I have to tell that story now. You've, Do you? You've invoked it because it's not funny unless I explain it. The year was 2015. Uh, much like now, um, all of Texas was flooding for some reason. Uh, insert Texas flood by Stephen Ray Vaughan. <laughs> And Davis and Preston and my friend Justin came in, uh, came to Nakona. Our friend? My friend. Okay. Do you talk to Justin? Yeah. Okay. Our friend Happy Justin. Happy birthday, Justin. Happy birthday, Justin. Late birthday. They they came to Nakona. You made me lose track of my story. Uh, to visit me because I was currently taking a break from college because I couldn't afford it because I was a poor kid. And they came during spring break and we wanted to go do something fun, but with all the flooding, like there was kind of limited things we could do. So I wanted to show them this cool place out behind where I lived that was called Chimney Rock. It was like an old Native American, like you could find arrowheads and there's cool rocks you could climb on and everything. So we walk out there, we walk a mile out there, and we encounter a very large creek that is running. And I was like, we've got to get across it, but I don't want to be soaking wet. So I had the bright idea. I was like, let's all strip down to our underwear and swim across. Like the smart guy that I was. And me <laughs> me being the, the woodsman that I am, I decided to go first. And as I get into the water, it's very deep and it's very fast. <laughs> and it immediately sweeps me away. And I'm drowning. Like, I'm getting sucked <laughs> underneath a tree, drowning. And the words that come out of my mouth are, I'm being swept away currently. And they're dying. They're <laughs> sitting on the, the shore crying because of how ironically funny that is as I'm dying. <laughs> Needless to say, four guys in their underwear sitting on top of uh, an old rock formation it was kind of a good bonding moment. But um, that was that was God's comedic timing. I think. Wild, wild times. Wild times. Um, when a chauvinist incel half caveman Neanderthal said, "Women are objects and are subservient under me," Dominion Dating felt that. <laughs> this is the new Zack Snyder Justice League. It's our. It's our new favorite thing to rip on. Uh, they did feel that enough to create an <laughs> a app. whole app based around it. Do not support them. Yeah. Boycott Dominion Dating. Boycott culture. Cancel them. Cancel, cancel. When the jogging baboon on BoJack Horseman said, it gets easier every day. That's the hard part. You got to do it every day, but it gets easier. I felt that. Man, that was real. I like that. That's right. You got any more? Because that was my last one. Yeah, in concluding... Okay. Concluding, or maybe, maybe let's do the socials and then we'll, I'll finish this with this one. Okay, unless you got something to finish with. No, usually you don't. No, I don't. And we sit here for like twenty minutes. Okay, all right. So check us out on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all of the usual places. If you haven't checked in in a while on our K, okay, let's do this. I have to make a public apology to um, the people of Hebel. Um, in a moment of weakness, I, I did something that I shouldn't have, and I want to just publicly apologize for that. Uh, two weeks ago, Saturday night, sitting at home alone, um, I just felt this overwhelming urge um, to do something that I shouldn't. And so I opened up Uber Eats, and I typed in the letters KFC, selected a meal, and I paid $20 for two pieces of chicken and two biscuits and some some fries. And I've never had more regret in my life. It was so not good. I didn't eat KFC for like five years. And the first time I tried it, I'm like, yeah, this is why we hate it. So please I, please I, forgive me, Hevel audience, because I, I, I ripped on a taste for seduction, the KFC story. I, and here I am backsliding. I don't know what to say. <laughs> So why did you have to dip into the dark side? I don't know. You know, you you eat the spaghetti. Blaspheming. You eat the spaghetti, then you get the regretto. And that's that is the world the life. The world the life lives. But yeah, check us out on YouTube. Check out that video. Like it and share it. Uh 
hopefully one day we'll have more than one video. We'll see. Um, and <laughs> at this bit at this point, it's just a running. <laughs> yeah, it's like go check out our our website that's got one thing on it. Big shout out to at Reality Records because every time we post something on Instagram, <laughs> they say promoted on Reality Records. It's a bot. Uh, so big shout out to them. <laughs> yeah, we got bots commenting on our posts. Yeah. We made it. We're big time. Uh, so share the word. Uh, I haven't checked on our viewership recently. I mean, it's holding pretty steady, but we're trying to branch out a little bit. We want to bring some joy into the lives of other 25 to 40-year-old white men, because that's pretty much our comedy wheelhouse, I think. Maybe? I <laughs> uh, hope not. I hope not, too. I hope not. Davis and I know is- not, because... There's quite a few ladies, I feel I like. I say, Davis's future wife is going to be a Hevel fan, and it's going to be weird. Yeah, this is weird. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, you had something to finish with. Go yeah, ahead. So, when Scott Stapp said, Cause when you are with me, I'm free. I'm careless, I believe. Open all the others. We'll fly, <laughs> and this brings tears to my eyes. My sacrifice. Amen. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>